the biggest update of them all, you guys. It's Ron Wolfley's birthday! Don't shake your head at me, Wolf. You know you want to be celebrated. The latest is brought to you by Ron Wolfley's birthday and Gettle Air Conditioning and Plumbing. G-O-E-T-T-L. It'll keep you cool, but it's hard to spell. Gettle.com. Wolf and Luke. Who are you? Uh, okay, then. Ron Wolfley. Ron Wolfley. What is up? <laughs> Witch Buster. Extraordinaire. Love that guy. Luke Lipinski. He sounds pretty good. He sounds pretty articulate. Wolf and Luke. 98.7 FM, Arizona's sports station. Live from the auction community studios on this football Friday, it is the Wolf and Luke show heading into a Cardinals-Seahawks rivalry game from Seattle. I kind of wish it was raining. You're right, Wolf. You said that yesterday, and I laughed at you, but now I kind of wish it was. But either way... It'd be beautiful, wouldn't it? It I would mean, be. Honestly, just a little gloomy... Uh, some rain, of course. Paul Calvisi walking around with his hoodie, uh, trying to broadcast from the sidelines. It'd be one of the greatest things. Um, I, I love it, man. I love playing in nasty weather. I love cold weather games. Snow, dirt, mud. Bring it on, man. Brought everyone down to my level. Now, to be fair, you also like the game that we watched last night between the Commanders and the Bears. I did, as so. a matter of fact. Let's go where it's a struggle. Is there anything wrong with it being a struggle? I got. I, I will admit it was ugly. It was ugly. It could be a struggle to play. It shouldn't be a struggle to watch. But uh, <laughs> well, we again, what are you night. looking for specifically when you say that? When when you talk about it being a struggle to watch. What was what? What I, I bothered just, I, you the I most? Like, we, we don't need to get into this game. But, but I, I like it when it's like here's a really talented offense, but a really talented defense shuts them down, and it's oh. not just two offenses running into each other all day and falling okay, over. So you don't think like the Commanders were the Commanders? You just can't say Commanders. No, you have to I say can't it even say a, Commanders yet. You, I haven't you have learned to it. Say it. You, you're not saying they played well. Is that what you're I'm saying? I'm not saying it was the they most well the played game. Down. They probably won't have it on a continuous loop on the wall of the Hall of Fame. I no. think. I think the entire game can be summed up on how it ended. That's fair. I really do. Just the fact that here you are, you had the opportunity to score points and they couldn't score points. And it wasn't just the Bears. It was also the Commanders. And it wasn't just the end of the game. It was the whole game. We'll get into that game. Okay. Uh, I want to get to the uh, the Cardinals and Seahawks, though, because we've we've got a bit of a shift this week. It sounds like Eno Benjamin's going to be the guy. You had him on Big Red Rage last night. Also, Keontae Ingram. Sure sounds like he is going to, uh, to make his NFL debut, and we're excited about that. He spoke yesterday, actually. Ron Wolfley, Steve Kime here. Happy 60th birthday, my friend. Obviously, great days ahead of you. You've been a phenomenal friend and a great member of this organization. Obviously, one of the special players to play, not only in St. Louis, but Arizona. And uh, everybody here has a great amount of respect for you and love and admiration. So, happy birthday, happy 60th, and many more, my friend. You... Oops, that wasn't Keontae. Steve, Ingram. thank you. I appreciate you dirtballs, all of you. <laughs> Um, yes, yes, I'm 60 years old. I no longer can say I'm fat and 59, which bothers me. I've been able to say that for two decades. Fat and 49. 
You know what I mean? Well, that's true. Fat and 50. Uh, well, what, what time of day were you born? You could probably matter. still do it for the rest of today. Were you born at night? Um, I do. Listen, I, I don't know about okay. that, well, Luke. Know. Honestly, do, I mean, <laughs> well, do, why would you know that? Do, was I born at night? Uh, well, we'll allow it for the next four hours. I, I, to listen, I was born on October 14th, okay? 1962. That makes me 60. So i got to come up with a new something, some type of alliteration. I don't know what it's going to be. All right. Well, you gotta we're, we're certainly not going to throw it out to Twitter. Twitter at no, any time. No, no, no. We're not going to do that. <laughs> I wasn't even going to say the age. That was Steve Kime who said that. And uh, actually, I was going to play something by Keontae Ingram, though. I just figured, let's play that first. Um, Keontae Ingram did speak yesterday. <laughs> I feel like football is just football at the end of the day. Um, I feel like it is a young man's game, you know, and uh, I'm just going out there and having fun at the end of the day. It's going to be fun to watch him play. If he, I, I, We don't know what his role's going to be. You talked to Eno last night on Big Red Rage. What did you get a sense of from him? Yeah, you know, it, it just, um, I got the sense that this is his opportunity. I got the sense this is his time right here. He's never going to come out and say, oh, well, I'm going to start. It's not like James Conner is officially ruled out of the game. At least I haven't heard that. Maybe if somebody somebody knows otherwise. Um, for me, I, I've it's not not a situation where he's been ruled out. He's still listed as doubtful, I believe. Doubtful, or, okay. Whatever that is, they don't have that but anymore. But once again, I think it's a safe thing to say that Eno Benjamin is looking at his first start squarely uh, in the eyes right now in terms of going out and being the guy every down. So we'll see how much Keontae Ingram actually plays, but I do expect him to get the opportunity to go out and play on teams. He played pretty well on special teams when he was given the opportunity in preseason and he also flashed. Remember, we were yeah. really kind of encouraged watching Keontae Ingram run the ball, especially in between the tackles. He runs like an NFL running back. I'm not saying he's not going to make any mistakes when he goes out there or mental errors, but I'm just saying for a, a rookie that was drafted fairly late in the draft, he uh, in camp and in preseason looked like a guy that played his college football at Texas and USC. I mean, you don't get to play for those teams if you are just kind of marginal. So you understand why the Cardinals kept five running backs. He's the reason. Like, if you're wondering at the start of the season, or even now, how do they still have five running backs on this roster? Well, if he's the reason, Keontae Ingram, because he was the one that you you should have gotten rid of, but you couldn't because you saw him play. Yeah, listen, let me just say right now, I see this report from CBS just a couple of hours ago. James Conner ruled out for, for week six. Okay, so... Um, did not know that. That means Eno Benjamin's going to get it. There's no doubt. He's going to get the start um, going forward. And I'm really excited to see what he does because I was talking about this. Eno Benjamin, when you watch him on tape, you can see the desperation oozing from him. You can see it. He runs with with a, a purpose. He's trying to prove that he belongs in that level and in this level. Yeah. And... For me, I, I have to tell you right now, I was surprised that Eno Benjamin had the kind of authority and the kind of strength to run the ball the way that he has been. To me, that's been a surprise. Uh, here he is on Big Red Rage last night on the importance of running the ball Sunday against the Seahawks. I wouldn't say how um, important would it be for me, um, but uh, just as the offense, um, we want to get the run game going. Um, we know that takes um, and helps a lot um, and or takes a lot off of Kyler um, and not letting him do all the work. And so trying to just help him in every way possible that we can um, to go ahead and uh, try to get the win. I read that right that Kyler Murray has thrown more passes than anybody in the NFL this year. I don't think that's um, necessarily what you want. Yeah. Yeah. I think that's, you know, that's 
a big part of the problem right now for the Arizona Cardinals. They they have to be a balanced team. They have to be it. What's so amazing about it is I think you could point directly to when this offense has looked its best. And it was definitely in the second half of the Raiders game. And definitely in the second half of the Carolina Panthers game. That's where they looked their best. What did they do, Luke, in those two halves? What did they do? Yeah, no, I mean, they stuck with the run really through. It felt like even even in the Raiders game, Man. before things started to turn, they stuck with the uh, the run. And yeah, now Carson Wentz has passed Kyler Murray in pass attempts, but he also played an extra game, if you want to call that a game last night. Yes. So in terms of actual pass attempts per game, Kyler Murray is number one in the NFL. And I, I just don't know that that's necessarily what you want. I don't know that that's what any team wants unless you have Patrick Mahomes. Uh, We're going to see, Wolf, because this is the game where this is your last chance to evolve your offense without DeAndre Hopkins. Now, obviously, you're welcoming him back, but this is your last chance to show anything you can do without him, and it's the perfect week to run on your opponent because of who it is. Yes. You just don't have a couple of your running backs. Okay. Wolf's a man. He's 60. Hey, Wolf, this is Mike Hazen. Just wanted to call and and wish you a happy birthday, happy 60th, getting up there. But I know you can still still bring the rage, and you're going to bring it for years to come. Um, We love your passion, your energy for for all things Phoenix sports. Happy birthday. Oh, my goodness. (laughs) That song is amazing. you got to be kidding me, man. Okay, yeah, break. Get me out of here. Okay. We come back. What do the Cardinals need to do? to get off to a fast start against Seattle. We're going to ask the voice of the Cardinals. Dave Pash joins us next. It's the Wolf and Luke Show on 98.7 FM, Arizona Sports Station. Wolf and Luke Middays, 98.7 FM, Arizona's Sports Station. This is Morgan Freeman wishing you, Wolf, a happy birthday. Actually, it's Frank Caliendo. And uh, I just want to say happy 60th birthday, Wolf. Um, I have to be honest with you, I thought you were much older than this. Um, but your name is synonymous with integrity, um, CNN. Oh, oh, what Ron Wolf? Uh, I, I, I was thinking Wolf Blitzer. <laughs> Can you use this? Because I'm not. To be honest, I'm not going to do this again. <laughs> Unbelievable. Oh, man. Thank you, Frankie. I appreciate that, you dirtbag. <laughs> Football Friday with Wolf and Luke. Presented by 72 Sold. Get your price. 98.7 FM, Arizona's sports station. I feel like there should be something there, Wolf. Wolf, Wolf Blitzer. Wolf, pick up the Blitzer. <laughs> that was Wolf. CNN. <laughs> All right. Great. Uh, joining us on the Arizona Sports Line right now, talk a little Cardinals, Seahawks. Dave Pash, the voice of the Cardinals. Dave, what's going on? Well, I would sing happy birthday to Wolf, but <laughs> since Frank just stole the show, you know, I, I don't want to upstage Frank. <laughs> Um, and, and so I'm just going to decline and just say, Wolf, happy 60th birthday, my brother. Oh, thank you, uh, bro. Have a sip of Barolo for me. <laughs> <laughs> Barolo, is that what it's called, David, of course? Uh, yeah, stuff. yeah. Luke, uh, I'm trying to introduce Wolf to the finer things in life. And uh, a month ago, he had Barolo, which is a, is a type of wine. 
Yeah. Uh, and he, he the, the look on his face was one of thrill and exhilaration. Um, the taste buds just exploding. And so, uh, but of course, he doesn't remember what it is, just like he, he doesn't remember yeah, hey, the name of my podcast. And probably <laughs> as we get in, we're in year 18 together. When we're in year 28 together, he probably won't remember who I am. He'll be the Barolo guy. Hey, you got any of that Barolo, nerdy? Okay, David, how you doing, man? <laughs> I'm doing Wolf. Uh, good Wolf. Happy birthday, pal. Happy birthday. Thank you. I appreciate it. Uh, Dave, as you can imagine, one of the themes on this show this week going into a game against the Seahawks has been their very suspect run defense, and that is uh, me putting it nicely. And the Cardinals, hopefully, having the ability to exploit that run defense, but they don't have James Conner, and they don't have Jonathan Ward, and they don't have Daryl Williams. So are you concerned at all that they might not be able to take advantage of that? Well, I think it comes down to the offensive line, too, uh, and, and who's available there. Um, I, I think if you know they're healthier up front, they have a better chance of, of having success running the ball. I, I, I Again, I mentioned this a few weeks ago. I'd love to see Kyler involved in the run game a little bit early on. Just the threat of Kyler running uh, does wonders for your offense. It opens up a lot of possibilities. And... Yeah, I mean, the running back's position right now is depleted, but I, I still feel like they're good enough that if they commit to it and commit to it early and have Kyler part of that, not saying that needs to be the featured part of it, but a part of it, I think they have a chance to, to run the ball and have success doing it. Yeah, I'm not saying you're wrong, David. Once again, um, I would like to see Kyler Murray look for his opportunities a little bit more to pull the ball down and run when given that opportunity. But talk to me a little bit about uh, the running back room right now and your confidence level in Eno Benjamin. Pretty confident. Uh, upon hearing two Cliffs say, you know, that he was dealing with cramps, but knew that he had to, to finish and finish strong. Um, you know, you, you, we've seen a lot of guys over the years that whether they were a first round pick, a late round pick, or undrafted, you can find guys at that position who, for whatever reason, maybe get overlooked, and then you you get them in the NFL, they get a chance. And the guy just takes off. I mean, this is, you know, there's potential for that, I think, for Eno. I think we've seen flashes and, and glimpses enough to, to feel like he he could be a, a really good back for a long time. And hopefully, I mean, look, the Cardinals have to win this game. To, to get to two and four, we've seen the Thursday games, how, how brutal those have been. Um, we've known that for years. But I just feel like this is a game where if you can somehow get to three and three with Diop coming back, uh, and and the run game is going to be a big part of that. We're talking to Dave Pash. Dave, uh, the defense has been a difference maker for the Cardinals since week two, basically since halftime of week two. Uh, anything in particular standing out with that group, or is it just a lot of Vance Joseph putting the right guys in the right places? I, I think it, it, a lot of it's that it, it's that Vance just needed a little time and I think not playing in the preseason hurt him in terms of being able to kind of see okay which guys work in what ways and what can I do with certain pieces here I mean you know nothing against Marcus Golden and Dennis Gardeck but you're too you know in terms of 
production and, and maybe overall skill level, you're near the bottom of the NFL in terms of that tandem. Um, Zayvon Collins has played better. Isaiah Simmons has been up and down. I mean, it's not like you've had – I mean, the most pressure you're getting is either when you blitz or Zach Allen and J.J. Watt. Uh, and the fact that they're playing as well as they are defensively, I think Vance deserves a lot of credit for that. But I also think, I mean, J.J. Watt makes a big difference. When he plays, he, he still is productive, and I just think his presence helps everybody else. Murph is playing great. You've got one of the best safety tandems in the NFL. And I just I hope that Zayvon Collins and Isaiah Simmons continue to grow because if they do, this defense has a chance to be excellent. Yeah, David, I agree with that right there, especially when you mention the names of Zayvon Collins and Isaiah Simmons. Oh, my goodness. They, they are the fulcrum. They still are. If these guys start making plays, it could change the season for not only the defense, but the Arizona Cardinals overall. No doubt. So, yeah, so talk to me a little bit about what you're seeing from um, – Geno Smith, because I got to tell you, David, I'm watching this guy on tape right now, and he looks like a completely different player. Well, if you wonder with Geno Smith, I mean, you you probably know more about him than most, just given that you guys went to the same it's West um, Virginia, you know, same school. It's West Virginia. <laughs> <laughs> you know, one of the reasons Geno was not drafted higher was because he did not come off well from what you know a lot of things that I heard in the interview process came off as immature not prepared and that's a big reason why he dropped to where he did it was never really about talent with Gino so you wonder you know did he mature you know he, he's been through a lot yeah. things didn't go well in New York uh, he, he's been a backup for a long time and you wonder did did things just click for him? And now you're seeing it all come together with a guy that does have talent and maturity, because that was the question. If he interviewed better, uh, I firmly believe Geno Smith would have been a much higher draft pick and maybe would have had a better start to his career. But I'm surprised based on how he's played, but not surprised based on the overall talent of Geno Smith. Talking to Dave Pash. Dave, how many times are you going to bring up on the broadcast that you suggested the Cardinals keep five running backs and now it's a good thing they did? <laughs> I forgot about that, that I said That's that. Right. Um, you got to remember that. Remember, David, I ripped you. <laughs> what else is new? You ripped me for everything I say, whether it's on the air or off. I should, you're right. I need to keep receipts. And bring this stuff up. Yeah. Good point. I'll, I'll try and you remember and as many as I can. Yeah, you, you and Robert Sala. Dave, thanks for the time, man. We appreciate it. Happy birthday, Wolf. Okay. See you, Luke. Thank Take you, care. buddy. That's Dave Pash right there, of course, the voice of the Arizona Cardinals joining us on the Arizona Sports Line. Wolf's 60th birthday. Hey, Ron, what's going on, brother? I just want to wish you a happy 60th birthday and say thank you for being a great mentor to me, but more importantly, thank you for being such a great friend. It's truly been a blessing to get to know you over the years. Uh, watch uh, the type of life you live right on and off the field. Um, being a Christian man and what that means. It's truly inspiring to watch you, and I only hope to be able to walk behind you as closely as possible because I know you're after Christ's own heart. So thank you for living that type of life. Um, it's been an inspiration and a true pleasure. God bless, be safe, and uh, always enjoy life to its fullest. Love you, so. Thank you, dude. So checking in from New York. Man. 
What was that? Okay, I mean... You hit the post there, even though you didn't realize honestly, it. Honestly, base and earnings, i got to tell you right now, I mean, a total setup here by so many people. Um, the Warrior Queen actually came by, she brought did. some crumble, right? What it's is very, that? I, nice. I don't even know what it is. I well, just know that Everybody in the news And that's not payola. It. I'm telling you no, right no. now, that is not payola. No. That is not. That, that legitimately happened. Yeah, that legitimately happened there. It's just total setup right here. I mean, I'm just being... Blindsided. All right. Well, that's okay. When we come back, we'll talk some Seahawks and right. get their perspective. Text us your thoughts to the FanDuel text line at 620-620 right now. All right. So uh, coming up next, what can the Cardinals expect from Seattle on Sunday? We're going to ask the host of the Wyman and Bob show on 710 AM Seattle Sports Station in the Seahawks color analyst, Dave Wyman. Next, it's the Wolf and Luke show on 98.7 FM, Arizona Sports Station. Frankie. Wolf and Luke Middays, 98.7 FM, Arizona's Sports Station. Happy birthday, Wolf. This is so cool that I get to do this. My family loves listening to you. I love listening to you. Brother, I love your intensity. I love your passion. It's so fun to listen and to see someone that cares so much. I love your heart, too. Happy birthday. Wish you all the best. Have a great day. I love you too, buddy. Brawler. Here we go, right, Donor? Here we go. Arizona Sports, Wolf and Luke. This is Behind Enemy Lines. Gathering intel on this week's Cardinals opponent from inside enemy base camp. Brought to you by Canvas Annuity. Your retirement is on the clock. Execute your game plan today by visiting canvasannuity.com. We try to do this every Friday. We don't try to. We do it. Every Friday, Wolf, we go behind enemy lines, get the uh, the perspective of the Cardinals' opponents for that week. And, of course, this week it is the Seattle Seahawks. So joining us right now on the Arizona Sports Line is Dave Wyman, host of the Wyman and Bob Show on 710 AM Seattle Sports Station and the Seahawks color analyst. Dave, thanks for the time, man. How are you doing? Well, I'm doing great, and I'm just honored to be here on Wolf's 60th birthday, man. David, Love you, brother. Oh. You, we've no, I think we've known at least of each other for about 32 years or something. So anyway, happy birthday, brother. David, thank you so much, man. I really appreciate it. You know I love you too, man. How many times do you think we punched each other in the face out on the field? <laughs> we ran into each other a lot, David. Hey, listen, I, I've told this story probably eight times, but if somebody's heard it eight times, I just want to say to them, thanks for listening. Uh, but, but I remember hitting Wolfley square in the head, or he hit me square in the head, and my left foot went numb. And I was like, that is not good. And then I just ignored it and, you know, moved on. But, I mean, can you imagine if... If that happened just to a normal person, you would go, uh, you know, call 911 or something. But, yeah, we we ran into each other a few times back then. And then... And then ever since what 2004, I think since is when I started working with the the pre and post for the Hawks. So uh, yeah, we yeah. we know each other intimately. And I just want to say this quickly because I am laughing at that, but you know you can laugh at your own concussions, okay? Or you could you could definitely right, David. You could do that right there. Um, yeah, I, I'm allowed. I'm allowed to make, right. to make jokes about it. 
Okay, listen, yeah. um, the Seattle Seahawks, I just want to ask you this. What happened, man? I mean, I, I was looking at this team, and I thought you guys were really going to struggle. Now, I understand you're two and three. I understand the defense is struggling mightily. But I, I have to tell you, David, I never saw Geno Smith in this offense playing the level that they were playing at. Well, I don't think anybody did. And, you know, when I ask the players around Gino, I'm like, did you guys see this coming? Or, you know, did you know he could do this? And, you know, of course they're going to say, oh, yeah. Yeah, sure, yeah. And I'm like, no, you didn't. <laughs> you didn't see it. I mean, this is – it's ridiculous. I just did a projection, just an adjusted projection, which, you know, those are kind of for the birds. But it's it's <laughs> it's fun. He projects for 4,384 yards this year, 30 touchdowns and seven interceptions. And that last one – and right now he's leading the, the league in completion percentage. And the last one is one Pete Carroll just loves, seven interceptions um, over a 17-game season. So, you know, taking care of the ball, he's just making out-of-this-world throws um, on the run, across his body. He, he completed one on the sidelines for about 30 yards the other day against New Orleans. Right before halftime, he throws one down the seam, um, right in the middle of the field, on the run. I mean, it's just it, – it's incredible. And then the same thing was happening with Rashad Penny. You know, he just was, he found himself finally in his fifth year and all this pressure on him as a first rounder. And then he gets hurt, which is just such a bummer. But yeah, the offense, and I'll just want to talk about the offense today because we get to the other side of the ball and it, it's a, it's a mystery, but yeah, it's, I don't think anybody saw this coming. Uh, it, it's, it's amazing. The only thing I can think of is that sometimes when you, Tell somebody you're our guy. You and this may be the magic of, of Pete Carroll. Like he just instills confidence in people, and you know you're the guy, and we're going to go with you no matter what. And it just brings the best out of the player. But that's what you're getting from Gino right now. We're talking to Dave Wyman, uh, Seahawks color analyst. Dave, the opposite of that is Russell Wilson in Denver. How surprised are you that it's not working out for him through the first five weeks of the season? Oh, I did Russell comparisons, too. And I did compare <laughs> Russ to, to Gino. And, you know, there are some people here that don't want to hear that. And then there are others that are, you know, they really want to stick it to Russ or whatever, just because there's a lot of mystery surrounding his departure here. But, uh, yeah, he projects for like 13 touchdowns and 10 interceptions, oh, 4,200 mm. yards. But mm. I I don't – yeah, it's it's weird. I mean, Russ is a really good player. Um, but I just I don't know what's going on there. I think once again, and I've said this before, players don't tend to get better when they leave this system. Uh, I think Sherm made a, a Pro Bowl, Richard Sherman with uh, with San Francisco after he left. But you know I don't I don't know what's going on there. Um, I know they have some great offensive minds there, and Russ is a, a great offensive mind. But um, yeah, it's uh, it's it's kind of weird, and I'd say for a lot of fans, kind of satisfying to see that. That Russ is uh, is not having the kind of year that uh, that we're used to. Okay, so David, right about now, you need to take out your metaphorical uh, cup and slide it in because I want you to talk about this defense right now. If you know what I mean, <laughs> oh, buddy, I I, I got to tell you, man. Um, look, the Arizona Cardinals they have all sorts of problems, especially on the offensive side of the ball and starting slowly. But watching the Seattle Seahawks defense, um, not only are you guys struggling to start fast as well defensively, but man, I. I I see a lot of missed tackles and broken assignments. What do you see? Yeah, it's it, this is the biggest su- 
surprise to me because the last two years with Ken Norton at the helm, they were giving up um, total yardage. They were number 31. You know, they're just bleeding yardage, just, you know, very soft defense. Um, and I thought that was going to be the biggest difference. You know, Clint Hurt and Sean Desai, who came, was the D coordinator in Chicago, and he's got like a, a doctorate in teaching or something. And then Carl Scott, who I've talked to a number of times, just brilliant guy. And they're number 32 or 31 in almost every category. It's just, it's, it's funny. Last night I do a little show on Thursday night and I have, we have a, I told him we're going to run out of uh, highlight clips of, of me and my career, but there was a, a, a <laughs> clip where I'm playing behind Cortez Kennedy and Cortez Kennedy, the great Cortez Kennedy um, passed way too early. I miss yes. the guy every day, but yes. anyway, he, uh, he and I used to have a little game where I'd slant him and I'd go backside and make the tackle be free in the, in the hole. And then he'd go to the front side and be free. And they're just playing off. We just played off of each other really well. And that's really where I see the biggest problem is that like the timing up front, it's like the guards are hitting the, uh, the linebackers right when the ball gets there. There's no, you know, hit the guard, shed the block, make the tackle. It's just, it's the timing is off the way they're working together. I think Al Woods, the big guy in the middle, big number 99, he's shown some, you know, ability to, to get off blocks and everything, but it's just, it's just so weird how the timing on that is, is really strange. And then, you know, they're just, they're just bleeding. David, is, is Al Woods going to play by the way? (laughs) That's shock to me. I thought it was going to be way different than that. Yeah, Al, is Al Woods going to play, David? Yeah, I'm not. We're not sure about that because he did leave the game and had uh, cut his knee. I think we're going to get an updated report today around one o'clock or something. But yeah, he's he's pretty important. And and yeah. you know, Jordan Brooks is is really good player, makes lots of tackles, but I just don't see him playing free. Maybe the biggest mystery is Cody Barton, who in the last game of the year last year against you guys played really well, and he's. You know, been a really good player, and he's he's not having a good season. Same thing with Quandre Diggs. Mm. You know, uh, it's just it's just very strange how yes. they're and then some of the alignment, like it's basic things, like they get lined up, and there's a play against the Atlanta Falcons with Cordero uh, Patterson in the backfield, and it's like they have the strength called wrong, so, and then they slant away from the strength, mm. and they're giving up 18, 20, 30 yard runs. So, yeah. It's it's very strange considering that you know that that's where at least for me I thought was going to be the biggest difference was the defensive coaching. Dave, we appreciate the time, man. Thank you very much. <laughs> okay, thanks, guys. Happy birthday, Wolf. Okay, David, love you, buddy. I'll see you up there. All right, that's uh, Dave Wyman, uh, the Seahawks color analyst, with uh, a lot of similarities to you, Wolf. He's even doing the show on Thursday night. He joined us on the uh, Arizona Sports Line. Sports. Today, we celebrate Ron Wolfley's birthday. Happy birthday, honey. I love you. Wolf. Wow. 60. It's your boy, K-Ray. You know what they say? 60 is the new 75. <laughs> or maybe, in your case, 84. Hey, anyway, brother, happy birthday to you. Um, man, we go back so far, so many great experiences. And uh, the one thing that has never changed, you are truly my brother from another mother. Uh, 
Love you, man. You do an amazing job. And happy birthday. Have a great weekend. Try not to pull anything, though, okay? <laughs> Yo, Wolf, what's up? It's Mo, the gangster of love. Just calling to wish you a happy 60th birthday. No! And many more. You take care, brother. Have a good one. <laughs> that was good. Maloney! Oh, man, that is... That's awesome. That is awesome. Mo! All right, Arizona goes primetime next week as the Suns tip off the NBA season at home against the Mavericks and the Cardinals take on the Saints for Thursday night football. We're giving you the chance to experience both in person. Just text primetime to 620-620 and listen for your name starting next Monday for your chance to win two tickets to both games. Plus, one lucky winner each day is going to win their choice of a Devin Booker jersey or a DeAndre Hopkins jersey. So text primetime to 620-620. When we come back, which games do we have circled this week around the National Football League? I know there's two in particular. We'll see if there's any other as well. We'll go through our NFL five-star games next on the Wolf and Luke Show, 98.7 FM, Arizona Sports Station. Love you, King. Wolf and Luke Middays, 98.7 FM, Arizona's Sports Station. Got a happy birthday call for the Wolfman. Happy 60th, my brother. Love you from our dog days. Want you to come on the Bernie Kosar podcast with top dog Hanford Dixon. Love you, brother. Go Browns, secondarily, go Cardinals under Wolf. You matter, brother. Love you. <laughs> oh, now you're going to roll the czar of Cleveland by us. Is that what you're going to do? The czar. Bernie, love you too, man. Thank you. The NFL's best games as predicted by Ron Wolfley and Luke Lipinski, powered by FanDuel Sportsbook. All right, some weeks, Wolf, we got to stretch for a five-star game. And I know you, you're morally opposed to it. You will just simply say there are only four-star games this week. This is not one of those weeks. Yeah, were you going to say that last night was a five-star game? I would say last night was a fifth of one-star game. <laughs> and that it was technically football when it started and when it ended. But we got a couple this weekend. I think I think there are two. I think one's a five-star game. Okay. as well. <laughs> so just that, so you know. It, that's usually a good sign that we have that we have some legitimate five-star games, assuming we have the same two. And I would say one of them, Wolf, is a six-star game, and I'm not even sure if that's legal. Okay. But here we go. Yes. Let's start with the five-star game, first of all. Okay, it's illegal, of course, to have a six-star system. You can't. Why would you ever do that? I mean, there is no average. What is your average? Maybe we could do, like, a five-star and then, like, a Michelin star. (laughs) No. What? A Michelin? Oh, I see. Look look at the sales. Look at this. Okay. Future PD, apparently. That's like... When you have those restaurants that are, like, so good that you can't give them five stars. They're, like, ten out of five. And I would would argue we have a game like that. No, there's there's only five. There's only five stars. Wolf only goes to five-star restaurants. Why would you use a four? Why would you use anything more? Five star is perfect when evaluating anything, really. Okay, well then, if if we can't do the Michelin, I'm just going to say this this first one is my five star game of the year. How's that? Oh, can really? I do that? Okay, give it to me. The Buffalo Bills at the Kansas City Chiefs. <laughs> there is not a better matchup that the NFL can offer us in 2022 than this one. See, that is five star right there. It's not three star because th- 
three would mean it's average, of course. Okay, yes, correct. Yes. Okay, four would mean what? Oh, it's above average. Um, yeah. Okay, five would mean it's exceptional. But this is better than exceptional. This is you can never get better than exceptional. I'm going to find a word for it's better ex- than exceptional. <laughs> right now, this is a five star game. The Kansas City Chiefs, of course, and the Buffalo Bills. You better believe it, especially at Arrowhead Stadium. Oh my goodness. This is going to be a good test for the Bills. An excellent test, I would say. But, man, who's got the better defense? Ask yourself that. Uh, That's pretty clear. Yeah, it is. Yeah. The Buffalo Bills. And because of that, it's one of the reasons why they're favored in Arrowhead. Yeah. If you told me I had to pick... I got to go Buffalo, and it's tough to pick against Patrick Mahomes and Travis Kelsey. And those two have shown over the years they can sometimes just beat the best of the best single-handedly, just the two of them. But I think you just said it right there, though, Wolf. The Bills really don't have a weakness right now. The Chiefs don't have weaknesses that your average team will exploit, but Buffalo can. So I'm going to go with Buffalo, too. Yeah, no, I honestly, I it's hard for me to do this because you've got Patrick Mahomes and Andy Reid, and you've got a very good team in an offense right now that is leading the National Football League in points, and yet I still think they're in a state of flux. I do, which is scary because they're not as good as I think they're going to be by the end of the year. Barring any type of injury, I think the Kansas City Chiefs are actually going to get better on the offensive side of the ball, and that's a little terrifying. Um, Yet having said that, defense travels, baby. It does. And the Buffalo Bills clearly have the better defense. Can they get to Patrick Mahomes? Can they get in his face on the road? Ooh, going into a strange village in somehow, some way, walking out with their prized possessions. You visit golf. The Buffalo Bills, man. I'm going to go with the Bills on this one. I don't make predictions. I make guesses. And my guess is the Bills walk away with a victory. Five-star guess right there. By the way, phenomenal. Better than uh, exceptional. Well, no. Yeah. Phenomenal. Phenomenal. I just, yeah. Who said that? The internet. The internet said phenomenal. The internet said better. Yes. Better than exceptional. Yeah. (laughs) So phenomenal. This is our phenomenal star game. Uh, But there is another five-star game. You go. You you raise some questions on the internet. Let's see where this goes. Uh, Dallas, Philadelphia. Not a game I would have projected at the start of the year. Hey, this is going to be a five-star game. That's a five-star game. That is a five-star game. Even with Cooper Rush. So so you basically had two five-star games. Yes. Is that what you're saying? But one is better than the other. Um, I'm saying... The Kansas City Chiefs. Yes, that one's okay, better. Yeah. <laughs> right. You're stunning me. You've stunned me a couple of times so far this morning. Though. That one right there, okay. Flat shovel to the face. Um, yeah, okay. The Dallas Cowboys. What do you like about the Dallas Cowboys right now? Defense. Defense? Defense and more defense. Micah Parsons in that defense. Okay. Um, I mean, I don't do, like the Cowboys. Let's be clear. What do you like, like about the Philadelphia Eagles right now? Uh, pretty much everything except their run defense. <laughs> It's Wolf's Sexagenennial, the Diamond Jubilee of Life. Love you, Daddy. Happy birthday. Hey, it's Bickley and Murata. And Wolf, when I started working here 11 years ago, you were branding yourself as Fat and 50. That became Fat and 55, then Fat and 59. I never thought you were fat. 
But there's right. no denying that you are 60, man. And getting that better feel? every year, Wolf. Here's what I'd like to say. Of all the guest performers in my band, Whiskey's Quicker has had. He's one of them, by the way. Nobody was ever like you when you performed Walk at Cornhole Cup. You remember that, don't you, Vinny? Oh, memorable. So here's wishing you... You talking to me? <laughs> Here's wishing you a great birthday, maybe a big bowl of gumbo, because we know you love Cajun food. Maybe slap on a Pantera CD. Have at it. Spend the night in 12 personnel. You're good to go, man. Happy 60th, Wolf. All the best to you, man. Oh, man. That's awesome. Thank you, guys. I appreciate that. That is so cool. Um, yeah. 60 years old. Just deal with it. An easy solution here, though, right? Because haven't you lost weight over the last couple months? It's, yeah, 24, man. You've lost 24 pounds? 24 pounds. Did you intentionally Please. get right to 24 because no. of your jersey? <laughs> no, I oh. did not. I'm still going, man. So you're slimmed down in 60. Yeah, you know what? Uh, that's it. There you go. Burn more calories than you take in. It's but really simple. Is it simple? It is. So you're slimmed down in 60. There's your alliteration. <laughs> 60 and slim. Love it. There you go. All right, coming up next, we can't believe how Thursday night football ended. I can't believe that they even played that game. We'll get into it next. It's the Wolf and Luke Show on 98.7 FM, Arizona Sports Station. I don't know about Slim.